2: Welcome to Mobile Presence, your destination for everything mobile. This week, as every two weeks, bringing you a special mini-series on retention marketing powered by CleverTap, headquartered in Mountain View, California, with offices in Mumbai, Singapore, and Dubai. CleverTap is a modern integrated retention cloud that empowers digital consumer brands to increase customer retention and lifetime value. And as I said, every two weeks, we bring you the tips, the advice from the masters achieving growth through retention. And that's what we're going to do again today. My guest is Probably more global than the offices I just listed for our sponsor, Clevertap, because we're talking to a company that is universal in its appeal. The company is Z5, the largest digital destination for South Asian content in the world across 190 countries. And of course, streaming video is a booming market. It's expanding in all directions and genres and niches and cool stuff as well. And to talk us through the approaches that win with such a massive market and audience is my guest today, Vinay Iyengar. He is head of user growth and B2C revenue at Z5 Mobile. Vinay, before we start, cool, cool company. I was looking at the list of some of the content. What's your favorite
3: show? Oh, uh, so the favorite piece of content, which I have, uh, probably not very famous as much as my TV shows, but, uh, would be a movie called Soncheria. Uh, very few people have seen it, but it's got some killer reviews, uh, and it's got one of the best completion rates across the entire platform. Uh, once wow. you start watching it, getting out of it is impossible. So you will surely complete it. It's quite nice. I would rather suggest you to oh. watch it.
2: Now you got me because I am going to do that. I am into the cult, a little bit edgy, a little bit odd, and uh, and hey, I've me like so many. We've ha- we've had our uh, Stranger Things behind us, <laughs> and dying to watch something very cool. So that sounds very tempting. What else right. is going on these days over there at C five? I mean, it has been a busy time. Um, You're number one in South Asian content across all markets. You've hit some amazing numbers. Um, Update me on that.
3: So at this point in time, what's new is uh, something which is not very new. Uh, We always believed in the power of content. So uh, we keep uh, churning out content, which is really relevant to our audience. We keep churning out uh, content in uh, 12 regional languages, uh, six uh, global languages. And uh, what's new on a daily basis uh, would be uh, deeper conversations about knowing our users better, deeper conversations on getting our pricing absolutely right for the moment. Uh, what's again new would be uh, to find the sweet spot between how personal I need to get with my users. So, so that's what's new. Uh, but yes, uh, as we are a content company, uh, content we keep getting new content we recently had uh, RRR uh, one of the top pieces of content not just in India um, but across the globe Uh it's it, it it was out of the world for us the response that we got in the US in UK in Canada was phenomenal so uh, looking out for similar pieces of content and yes we are growing the library as we speak
2: well, content is certainly part of it. It's just like in apps overall. You say, what makes them a successful app business? And the first thing they say is, you have to have a good app. You have to have a good product. You've got right. good content. Absolutely. But you say something that I find so exciting and so encouraging because You're wondering, how personal do you get? You're thinking about the right pricing. And those are universal questions. And uh, doing some digging in your research and in your bio, I love it. You say that data and analytics keep you alive. Now, this has got to be the case for all marketers, but you state it. So yours is really a passion, not just part of the LinkedIn profile. Tell me about that. Why does it keep you alive? How does it keep you alive?
3: So, uh, Peggy, I'm a very firm believer in the saying which says content is the king, right, in our industry. Uh, But for us to set the kingdom right, uh, obviously, we need a very nice mix of product and tech. But if we want to uh, forward integrate the kingdom into an entire empire, then that's when Data analytics, knowing our users better, uh, when to do what kind of uh, an offer, in which country, that kind of matters. So so uh, again, as I said, content, product, tech, these are the absolute pillars of existence. Uh, but if we don't want to exist and if we want to make the most out of our living, then that's all about knowing our users better and just loving analytics as much as you can. So, So yes, that's where it is.
2: And you mentioned pricing. That was something that intrigues me because I'm hearing so much in the marketplace now about personalized pricing. What is your take on that?
3: So uh, I am a firm believer uh, in having a very uh, sweet match between uh, affordability and profitability. Profitability. Uh, so at this point in time, it's as simple as this, right? That if I am underpriced, I will have a lot many more users. If I am overpriced, I'll probably have a higher average revenue per user. So my logic is as simple as this, based on a lot of market dynamics, the kind of users that I have, based on the acquisition strategy, my digital footprint, uh, we kind of decide as to what should be, uh, the sweet spot between, uh, number of users, and profitability. So uh, so that's where it is. Uh, we don't revisit our pricing very often because we just about feel that in most of our markets, at least in the key markets, we have gotten it bang on. So uh, so the mix of, uh, as they call, active subscribers and revenue that we make is quite sweet at this point in time. And we revisit it almost on a monthly basis, but we don't change it very often. We know that we are at the at the right spot at this point in time.
2: I won't ask you entirely how you got there, because I can imagine that is exactly the recipe of success, but I will yes. delve, yeah, I can imagine, but it was it's, it would be a great book or a blog. I just put that out there. Absolutely. If you ever so, want so, to share it.
3: <laughs> so, so Peggy, frankly, we got in over here after uh, experiments, after understanding markets, after a lot of competition analysis, uh, more than competition analysis, we have our own users, right? So uh, I would hear from my users, their sentiments, their behavior, their funnel completion rates uh, more than, you know, what I would do elsewhere, right? So so that's where mm-hmm. I think uh, we were able to solve this use case. But again, the solution is for the day. Uh, pricing is something which needs to be dynamic, right? So, so it's mm-hmm. just a matter of time when, you know, we revisit it and stuff. But at this point in time, we are quite happy with where we are at.
2: So it is understanding the user, listening to the user, yep. asking the user, implicit and explicit, you know, asking, but also intuiting from the data, because as you said yourself, you know, data is the, the, the DNA of your existence. What is the first rule of marketing to get it right? Because it's across a lot of touch points. What should a marketer watch, monitor, measure? What do you suggest?
3: So, uh... Measure, I think uh, it would be uh, depending on the campaign goal, but I think marketing has changed quite a bit over the years, right? Uh, I remember when I was doing my master's in business administration, uh, we were all told that marketeers are dream merchants. You sell your dream. That's not the case anymore, right? Because at Mm -hmm. this point in time, um, the users are far more educated. So a user might already be influenced by a uh, by a service. Uh, my job or any marketeer's job at this point in time is not to create the need, but to fulfill uh, the need post-influencing to purchase. Uh, so, so in short, what I'm trying to say at this point in time is, uh, as a marketeer, my measure would be, uh, how have I moved a user from where he stands, that is at the level of being influenced, to... Completion, uh, completing a particular goal, which might be in the form of even downloading an app. My goal can also be in the form of subscribing, engaging with the app, or the most important thing that is retaining a subscription or being on the platform. So, so yes, here's where it is. Again, it's changed. It changes. It's super dynamic. Uh, but the goal is as simple as this, right? I want the user to stay with me for as long as the user can. So that's where it is. And measure for me, currently the most important measure is uh, the lifetime value of the user within the platform. I'm not speaking about granular KPIs, such as I measure as per uh, click rates or due through rates and stuff. But uh, if the user can stay with me for a longer duration, if my lifetime value can keep on increasing, I think we are talking business.
2: LTV is the one, the mother of metrics is what some call it. You have to get that right. What can a marketer never get wrong as part of that
3: process? So, uh, as part of the LTV process, uh, fundamentally what we have noticed is, uh, the way LTV is calculated is not very scientific, uh, in, uh, most of, uh, the digital firms that I might speak of. Uh, there are some organizations which are at a different level altogether. Uh, but at this point in time, I can obviously not uh, disclose, but uh, we have around 14 to 15 different variables, uh, which give me an output of uh, my LTV, uh, which is uh, which is our secret sauce, right? My LTV at this point in time changes, uh, uh, I would say, every 10 days. Uh, we monitor that uh, almost real time. Um, and yes, we have a very good mix between uh, cost of customer acquisition and LTV. I think these are the two most important uh, KPIs that as an organization uh, we follow. So, and one thing which nobody can go wrong with LTV, uh, nobody should go wrong with lifetime value calculation would be the fundamental calculation itself. So, so yes, that's where it is.
2: I'm just digesting Vinay, 14 to 15 (laughs) variables that feed into LTV. Yes. Smart. Very smart, very right. smart indeed. And I'll, I'll, I'll continue with that, with the smartest lesson, mm-hmm. or maybe the toughest lesson, you have had to learn about user behavior because you are watching this very closely, measuring you've got the metrics down to 14, 15 variables that you are mm-hmm. doing dynamically and in real time. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest lesson, smartest lesson, toughest lesson about people?
3: Um, okay, uh, this is um, a case study by itself, frankly. Uh, I've been using, uh, personalization tools for more than seven years. The only thing that we heard, uh, I think five years back was personalization, personalization. It's surely the bread and butter, no doubt about it. But the question is how personal, uh, what I have kind of realized is, uh, the CTRs that I was getting, uh, with a personalized communication was immensely high till some time back. But right now, at least in certain countries, uh, it just feels like users want us to reach out to them with customized, uh, with a customized approach, but not calling them out with their names or telling them, hey, you did not perform this activity last week, which you did last to last week and stuff. So just a thin line between uh, personal and how personal is something that we are learning. It's an ever-evolving thingy uh but yes that's 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 what i'm learning that's kind of tough to learn but uh, we kind of crack the code uh, peggy when it comes to uh how many times uh do i need to reach out to a user who is on a particular operating system of ios versus a particular operating system of android in germany versus france versus uk versus uh u.s uh, so that's a code which we uh, cracked. It was a four-month project which we had taken up. The next project, the current project which we have taken up is how personal. This is what we internally call it. So so this is what is happening at this point in time.
2: How personal. How far are you on that, that journey yourself at C5? I mean, it's great to say we're going to crack it. We've got frequency. And maybe I'll take us on a world tour a little bit later with some of those numbers. But how personal? How close are you?
3: Uh, I think I would say that we are just 30% into the game at this point in time. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are doing some sharp segmentation where we are reaching out to a very small base Uh, because
2: Mm
3: -hmm. one logic categorically states, right? If I say a high peggy versus I just say high, a high peggy obviously gives me a better uh, response rate. Uh, so we are doing it with smaller bases at this point in time. We are doing it as per operating systems, as per uh, uh, the handset that the user is using, as per geos and stuff. But I think we are at least another three months away from it. So,
2: but the fact that you're on that journey at all is so impressive, Vinay, because a number of companies aren't even close to this day. You know, they're just struggling with personalizing a few of the touch points, and you're weaving it together into a fascinating journey that I want to hear more about. And I almost hate to do it, but I have to go to break. We do have to go to break. But when we get back, we're going to talk more about user behavior. We're going to talk about how you're innovating marketing, and maybe again, that world tour of what works in regions, because marketers around the world appreciate that. So don't go away. We'll be right back.
4: Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami-Dade College connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in english spanish french and creole answering questions and signing hard copies the 2022 edition of the miami book fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together meet and make new friends exchange ideas and discover one's next favorite author Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists, Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day, Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022.
2: Welcome back to Mobile Presence. We have today my guest, Vinay Iyengar, Head of User Growth and BDC Revenue at C5 Global. And global is the word here, global company, understanding global user behavior as well. I want to understand what is most valuable when you are iterating and innovating Marketing because you clearly have done that. Um, you need to understand user behavior. What do you really need to understand?
3: Um, I think what 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 needs to be understand uh, to to be understood the most, Peggy, would be uh, one uh, bases on user behavior. What am I eventually offering to my user? Uh, why I say this is because uh, we all have been in that phase where we have. Uh, understood users executed a campaign what the user for one month the user said okay nice knowing you and left so everything that we plan at z5 global uh, is something wherein we uh we, we create a campaign uh where the goal is to have the user with us uh, at least for a year's time right the user comes in uh, enjoys the entire service for a year's time. So uh, every aspect of the business that we have over here and every team, every function speaks this language that is of LTV, uh, of uh, user retention, of uh, you know how we can make life a little better of the user. So, so yeah, here, here is where it is. And uh, we can get a little deeper if you want on this particular aspect.
2: Yeah, yeah, I actually do really because... You don't just do A-B testing. You've come up with something, A-B-C testing, which is so cool. And so you. When you say you live and breathe data, you are not kidding. What is A-B-C
3: testing? Okay. So allow me a couple of minutes on this. Uh, So uh, thanks to my communication tool, which I've been using for a while, that's Clevertap, uh, we have been doing a lot of A-B tests, right, where uh, uh, there's a different subject line for Uh, users who are in category A, there's a different subject line for users who are in category B. Uh, Probably description is different. uh, Image is different. uh, The time when the communication goes out might be a little different and stuff. But in our case, because uh, the entire organization uh, is so immersed within data, uh, that the C for us is actually conversations. Uh, Just to give a perspective, we all know that you know when when it is christmas when it is black friday when it is uh, labor day uh, everybody throws out the best offers uh, in the us uh, one thing that came out of a lovely conversation this time was hey why don't we uh, give out something special to our users on india's independence day so so this is something which we executed it was one of the best campaigns why we refrain from doing so is because uh in uh, international countries you don't have a holiday it might not be a saturday sunday the response rates might not be good enough but due to conversations we kind of decided it's okay the end goal of this campaign is not to drive subscriptions not to try revenue engagement but is to give the users a feeling of belongingness uh, that even though we are in India, you are not in India. We are still wishing you, giving that something special to you. And frankly, Peggy, it turned out to be a very good campaign for a non-holiday period uh, in 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 that particular region. So, so yeah, that's where the ABC comes in, where C stands for conversation. So that's our within the organization term, by the way. So, yeah.
2: I'm really thinking that through because I've had guests here before talking about how important it is to speak to values, not just purpose, you know, saving the planet, et cetera, absolutely 100%, but what people value. And one of the things people value the most is belonging. So you've indirectly nailed that. I'm speechless. And that your ABC testing showed it is phenomenal. How does it also inform your your other personalization?
3: At the end of the day, I use a tool which is a drag and drop tool, right? Which is Clevertap. So uh, at the end of the day, I don't need to worry about how the execution is going to happen, how intelligent my tool is. That's kind of a given, right? So uh, I know that there are not many restrictions uh, uh, within executing the campaigns and stuff. So uh, all the way from campaign thought process to execution to delivery, okay? I think we spend the maximum time on campaign thought process and then on execution because delivery is something which is anyways taken care by uh, the tool which I'm using, which is seamless, which is quite sorted. Now, uh, we work very closely with uh, the CleverTap success team. Uh, so in many cases, they are also a part of uh, the mm-hmm. entire uh, semi-brainstorming exercise and stuff. So many other times we also get things such as, hey, why don't you put the Indian flag also along with it, you know, uh, when you are planning to wish the users uh, during Independence Day and stuff. So, so it just makes it a little easy for us. So, yeah, that's where it is.
2: That is interesting, the way you also approach customer personalization. You told me a little bit there that, Even experimenting with small segments, which is what marketers usually do not want to do. They don't want to have very narrow segmentation. But you are doing this. You're pushing that envelope. What have you seen and how do you feel about closing in, closing that gap, treating customers as individuals? Tell me how close you are, what you've been using to get there.
3: So, uh, Peggy, it's a little weird, but with the power of automation and with the power of segmentation, uh we have been able to achieve uh, communication even with users who are in single digits so i have campaigns which are going out to seven users it might end up going only to around six people or five people but within them also i'm getting good enough engagement rates right so uh but again mm-hmm. uh, these might not necessarily be uh campaigns which are run by an individual but again, marrying automation and segmentation, I think, is the key to success when it comes to engagement and when it comes to retention. So that's where very-
2: I am fascinated by that, Vinay. Single digits. But I can imagine why. Because again, what you learn is priceless. Sometimes it's good just to run a campaign, just to learn those insights, because then you can do it across the organization. I mean, 190 plus countries. What you're learning means something. Can you give me an example of a marketing effort, a campaign, whatever, that really surprised you? We talked about Indian Independence Day. I can fully understand that. But what else comes to mind? What other achievements are you the most proud of?
3: Um, I think at this point in time, Peggy, we are at a stage where uh, because of uh, hardcore segmentation, uh, at a country level, sometimes even at a city level. Uh, we, we we have so much of learning that at this point in time, we know uh, that a campaign in the UK works really good when I have a percentage off. A campaign in the US, uh, it works really good. Even if I don't mention percentages, I just give you the figure. You pay X dollars. That's about it. So... Uh, this we obviously have learned uh, over a span of probably a year or even more than that. Uh, but the power of uh, direct communication is something which has, uh, which has taken all of us by storm. Because even now, whatever we would be seeing in and around uh, is predominantly going to be percentage driven, right? Hey, you have a 50% off, you have a 10% off, you have a 15% off, Bra- Black Friday, 80% off, Labor Day, 60% off. But I think what really works, at least with my users in uh, Canada and US is subscribe at so and so, full stop, sweet and simple. Whereas... When it comes to uh, the Middle East, when it comes to UK, when it comes to uh, certain key regions in um, Asia Pacific, it's the percentages which work really well. So, so this is a learning which actually took us by storm because we were also percentage driven for a very long time. So, yep,
2: it's great you share it because now we have like a free tip. We know what works in certain regions, so marketers know it's percentages. Uh, percentage off in UK, for example, straight dollar amount. Get to the point in the US and Canada. You've got me now. I want to continue with the world tour we talked about because you have cool lessons and learnings to share, and you're sharing them freely, which is even better. You're talking about, for example, at the start of the show, you know, the frequency, uh, the recency, um, how personal. Give me just a little bit of an idea, maybe across the regions we're discussing, some interesting quirky characteristics of communications there
3: okay so let me just give you an example of uh, users from germany i think it's best mm-hmm. to uh keep them untouched if they are on an ios device on the latest uh, operating system uh it's kind of fine to reach out to users from ua multiple times especially if they are on android um The U.S. is just so vast that, you know, I might not be able to give you an example of in the U.S. This is the behavior we have seen because we have now gone statewide in the U.S. So that's Hmm. that's by far the biggest market for us. Right. So the behavior that we see of users in California is really Hmm. different from what we see elsewhere. Uh, the behavior that we see from users in California during the first half of the year is really different from how it is in the second half of the year. So uh, so yeah, here's where it is. Uh, I do bother my users from um, certain markets in Asia Pacific more often. Uh, but yes, when it comes to Germany, when it comes to France and stuff, uh, we, we have a proper, uh, propensity model, right? Where it was notification send H2 mm-hmm. uninstalls. So, uh, this was, uh, a massive project that we had undertaken. So through this, we kind of know what should be my frequency capping in which country also considering which device, also con- uh, considering which uh, operating system. So, so, yes, we follow that as uh, the Bible most of the times. Uh, sometimes we do have exceptions, depending on how critical the communication is.
2: And what's like a really wild one that's off the chart, way, way, far away from the bell chart that we know about, there's always a spike somewhere that's kind of outstanding, tells us a lot. Can you give me an example?
3: uh so okay so the spike that we witnessed was uh not majorly because of a retention or a communication effort uh i personally believe it was because of a content mm-hmm. effort right so uh so we had the uh, triple r uh one of the craziest movies that india has ever produced uh which launched in the month of may uh if i'm not wrong 20th of may so all my communication all my ctrs vtrs engagement rates everything was just 3x right and, wow. uh, so that was quite crazy. Now, when it comes to our efforts, that is from engagement and retention, we have certain automations in place. I can't share a lot of details about it, but, um, I think on an average, uh, if the CTR of a campaign would be somewhere close to 1%, but because of those automations, I'm somewhere close to around six to 7%. Uh, so those are personalized, uh, to the nth level, uh, to a particular user. And, uh, uh, and yes, so, so once the communication is delivered to the user, it's one click, the user is directly given the piece of content that the user wants to see the user avoids discoverability within the app, the user avoids anything, I'm actually just an alarm system for the user, hey, I have the best piece of content for you. So and so is the piece, just go ahead and see. So, so that's where it is. So yeah, these were the two examples that I wanted to state
2: now you've got me going about the triple R. That looks like another one that I cannot <laughs> miss. So it's definitely way beyond the stereotype of like big fat Indian wedding shows here. <laughs> definitely. No. Um,
3: RRR was an absolute mainstream movie, right? Uh, uh-huh. It was a Telugu movie, Uh crazy fan following within India, outside India. We knew that that movie would be big, but that movie ended up being a game changer for us. Uh, We saw the responses on, uh, uh, what do you call within the app, outside the app, social media, um, the entire overall, uh, you know, um, what do you call social media was a buzz when it comes to triple R. And it actually cut across a lot of languages also, right? So we saw a lot of people uh, who would be comfortable with Hindi as their language watching Triple R in Telugu. So, so, uh, so that was crazy. So, we, we are witnessing to see this shift big time. Where uh, if my most comfortable language would be Tamil, I would still go ahead and watch Telugu. If my most comfortable language would be Hindi, I would still go ahead and watch Kannada. So, this is something which. Uh, Z5 per se allows you and Z5 Global brings to you in the international countries
2: and it's in every country which means I can watch it dubbed in English am I right?
3: you can watch certain pieces of content dubbed okay. in English. Uh, so, uh, again, there was a, a big movie, which was The Kashmir Files, uh, which was launched in the month of May itself. Uh, it did amazingly well over here, uh, but we did uh, dub it in English language so that the mainstream mm-hmm. audience could also come jump in and watch uh, the masterpiece.
2: Very, very cool. So, my weekend watching is saved. Um, <laughs> I want to move to some quick, rapid-fire questions, just to get you to weigh in. You know, be honest, be edgy. The need for speed. What comes to mind?
3: Uh, being the gamer I am, I think it's uh, the PlayStation game. But uh, but otherwise, uh, in 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 the actual uh work sense, I think it's all about speed, right? I think uh it's all about speed, it's all about multitasking. We have we are having such an indulgent conversation, uh, but I still sneaked out some time to figure out how my subscriptions are doing real time. So it's all about knowing my data real time, actioning real time, uh thinking today for day after tomorrow, executing it uh uh right away. So so need for speed is just a given.
2: That's also a very important point you made about real-time access. That's something that cannot be understated. Um, Staying with that, real-time, the value of real-time, what comes to mind?
3: Value of real-time, what comes to mind is actionable. Uh, Because at the end of the day, uh, there's no value uh, to anything that's real-time where I can't action, right? So today I... uh, observe certain KPIs real-time, that is subscription, subscription funnels, retention rates, uh, uh, you know, uh, these are certain KPIs where I have dashboards which I keep looking at it real-time. But if I can't action on it, then I think it's senseless, right? It's just something which is going to give me a, uh, a trajectory of where it is headed without actionability. So, so yes, uh, value of real-time is equal to how actionable it is.
2: So, Vinay, you've said a lot worthwhile, a lot that we would want to catch up on. What's the best way for our audience to stay in touch with you?
3: Oh, The best way for the audience to stay in touch with me would be uh, to download ZFI's app, Uh, subscribe, and I will get in touch with you in the form of uh, my communication. So you will be hit by my emailers, notifications, and probably multiple more channels. And uh, if you want to be in touch with me, I'm quite active on my LinkedIn profile. So uh, that's the best way to be in touch with me.
2: Awesome. And we have that in the show notes as well. I link to them every single time. Vinay, it was such a pleasure to have you today on Mobile Presence. Thanks so much for
3: sharing. Thank you so much, Peggy. It was a pleasure speaking with you.
2: And of course Vinay has very graciously shared his journey, his lessons, And to help marketers and organizations drive customer connection and results for their business, CleverTap has curated the latest presentations from the CleverTap quarterly for you on YouTube. The flagship event offers insights around the state of the industry, the state of retention, and best practices you don't want to miss. So learn from the best. It's all over at the CleverTap quarterly playlist on YouTube. And if you have a story to tell, like Vinay, then reach out to me on social. Email me, Peggy, at MobileGroove.com. Mobile Groove is also where you'll find my portfolio of all the essential reads, articles, what I am doing around mobile and for the mobile industry. And you can check out this in all earlier episodes of our show by going to WMR.FM or you can find our shows on Amazon iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. And if you prefer video, we've got you covered because this was recorded. It's a video podcast as well, powered by The Groove on YouTube. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Keep well, and we'll see you soon.
4: The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.